122-110, to 76ers win. They improved their lead in the East to a game and a half, and they have a chance to make it two and a half tonight. We'll get to that later. How are you today, Jerry? Um, doing really well. Sixers are doing really well, and that makes me happy. Yep, Joel Embiid. Let's talk about him for his 38 points again in 30 minutes, 11 boards. Uh, MVP, 11 of 15 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3. Get that nice fadeaway three at the end. I think he was mouthing. It was too easy. Pretty sure that's what he was saying. Yeah, Embiid, he's just a different animal. I mean, people really think that Jokic is better than this guy. I mean, come on. Um, and no discredit to Jokic. Clear. No discredit to Jokic. Yeah, but Jokic, Embiid like, is insane. If I'm making a top 10 players list, Jokic is in the top 10, undisputably. He's probably in the top eight, but so is Embiid. Um, and Embiid's higher than him. And for all the people who don't think Embiid is the MVP front runner right now, uh, his team is when he plays basically undefeated. Um, at least when him and Simmons play, they have one loss. It was against the Nets. That was just a really bad game overall. Um, Embiid, when he played, they had another loss without Simmons against the Hawks. That was another really bad game overall. Um, it was when the Sixers were dealing with COVID and some injuries. It was just a rough patch for them. And, you know, besides that, the Sixers have been really well, especially with Embiid. Um, and when Embiid's on the court, they're significantly better than when he's off the court. Um, and they have the best record in the East. So I think you really can't make a case against him. I mean, some stats for you. In terms of points per possession on offense, with Embiid on the court, they're 12 points better than they are with him off the court. That's the Sixers. That That's is, insane. Uh, on defense, the other teams are seven points worse than they are when Embiid is off the court. Like that's a 19 point different with Embiid on the court. Um, and like a 19, 19 points is a lot. You know, most games are decided by 10 points or less and 19. That's, that's like if a player impact impacts the game by 19 points, he's uh, if he plays, you're losing the game. If he plays or if he doesn't play, you're losing the game. If he does play, you're winning. Yeah. And that's the way it is with Embiid. He's just clearly the best player on this team, the most important and, uh, clearly the MVP in my opinion. And and beat on the defensive end. You know, you mentioned to me earlier that he's not going to stat pad on the defensive end. I like to, I like to build on that. Uh, and beat literally on the defensive end, no matter if it's a mismatch or if he's guarding the center, you will rarely ever see the guy that Embiid's guarding try and score. This doesn't happen. It's He takes away a player pretty much. And he just clogs up so much space. He is so important on both sides of the court for us. Yeah, I mean... Um some more stats like opposing teams shoot the ball 3% worse um, when Embiid is on the court. And it's just like, you don't see a lot of highlights of him like getting crazy block. I mean, sometimes you like, he makes plays, but he, he's not really a guy like say, um, I don't know, Zion Williamson who will put up like these, who will do these insane crazy blocks from behind and, uh, you know, make ESPN like Embiid doesn't necessarily do that so much. So I don't think a lot of people give him credit for his defense when realistically he protects the paint just extremely well. Like a player, first of all, we have great perimeter de- defenders on the team and Ben Simmons, Danny Green, you know, all those guys, Matisse Thybul. It's hard for a player to get, you know, past the perimeter and actually drive to the paint. But when they get there, it's very hard for them to finish at the rim with a guy like Embiid. Just his presence alone, it makes you – like, it just throws uh, people off when they're finishing at the rim. 
He's does a good job of contesting shots and just making it tough on the opponent. He doesn't foul too much and he doesn't give up too many offensive rebounds and just overall great defensive player. Top five in the league, in my opinion, in terms of like defensive players and offensively, he's just been playing just as well. I, like I can't stress enough how great this guy has been just so far this season. Yeah. We, we all know how good he is. We could go on and on. Uh, but let's talk about some other Sixers players. There's two other names I want to mention. Let's start with Tobias Harris. Harris had another great night, 23 points, eight rebounds, three assists. He shot 10 of 12 from three, including three of three from three-point shots. I mean, to Tobias Harris, he has shut up any critic that said they want to trade him, including me, in the offseason. You know, I mean, he still might not be playing like $100 million, $180 million, but we don't need that at this point. He is all-star caliber right now. And if he can keep this up, really, he is a key factor of this team. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people say Tobias, or, I mean, it hasn't been said a lot recently because of how good he's playing, but a lot of people would say Tobias has the worst contract in the league. Uh, he's getting paid about $33, 35000000 million. Like, it goes up by the year, but so does the cap. So um, it, it's kind of like he's worth $33 million this year. And when you compare that to other players in the league, He's around the same as like Chris Middleton. He's like the fifteenth highest played, highest paid player on an annual basis. So that's not terrible. He's obviously not a top fifteen player in the league. He's not even a top twenty five, thirty player in the league. But he's an all star caliber player, and he significantly positively impacts this team. And you know, when you you sometimes you have to overpay for guys like that who just have a positive impact on your team. I'm not too unhappy about it, especially with the way he's consistently been shooting the ball well. He's consistently been putting points on the board for us. Like, I mean, he shot 10 to 12 from the field last night and he played 42 minutes, like 42 minutes is a lot. He's just out there and he's playing great defense this year too. That's another thing I want to note. Like, I, I think this is probably the best defense he's played in his career. He just shows a lot more energy. He's a lot more locked in. And I think doc rivers probably deserves a lot of this credit oh, because yeah. he just, the system he's, he knows how to utilize Tobias well. We saw him do it in L.A., and he's just doing it again now this year in Philadelphia. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I think you could make a case where he is a top 30 player in the league, maybe top 25 at this point. At this point, you know, who yeah. knows what happens. But Yeah, I mean, if he's an all-star, that would mean he's technically in the top 30, but I think he's right around there, top 30, top 35 at least. Yeah, and another thing, and I'm going to get semi-mad talking about it, but at the same time, I'm really happy. But why can Ben Simmons just not play like this every single game? I mean, the fourth yeah. quarter, he had, what, nine points? He is unstoppable on the offensive end when he drives. There's just times, and I love, he is a pass-first guard. He really is, and I love that. But there's times when he has a guy that's, what, three or four inches shorter than him guarding him when he's ISO, like, on the, by the baseline or something, just passes it. And Ben Simmons in transition last night, he was getting steals. He was just... He was insane. He shot 7 of 10, and he had 15 points, 11 assists, too. Uh, just what he did in the fourth quarter was excellent, and it was I was in awe just watching him. Yeah, and, you know, he's been getting a lot of criticism this season, but Simmons, he said that he just doesn't care what other people think. Doc Rivers has defended him a lot. He says, you know, I'm, I'm fine with whatever Ben Simmons does. I'm not going to force him to shoot the ball. And I like that approach because it's seeming to work out. Um, you know, Ben Simmons – He's been a little bit disappointing, but I think he's still kind of having a good season and the team's winning, so that's really all that matters. And let's just talk about, like, these three guys because it all comes full circle. I mean, Joel Embiid, it was reported that 
he was advocating for the ball to keep coming to Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter last night when he was on fire. And obviously that was a good call because it ended up winning them the game. Uh, the Sixers went up by like 10, 12 points and it was just out of reach for the Celtics because Ben Simmons kept scoring. And uh, I seen Embiid advertise that Tobias Harris should be an all-star this season in post-game press conferences. Tobias Harris has said that he thinks Embiid is the MVP. And it's just the chemistry that this team has. You can see it when they're warming up and dancing and uh, singing. And it's just, it's just such a fun, uh, happy thing for me to watch as a fan because these guys are, they really look out for each other. And it's just a great dynamic that the team has and a great culture. Uh, something that Sixers did not have in the bubble and not something that they were very strong in in prior years when Brett Brown was the head coach. Yeah, and another thing that's going to bring a smile to Sixers fans, Seth Curry returned last night, shot 3 of 5 from 3, 6 of 10 total, 15 total points. Uh, just He is so valuable to this team. And, I mean, seriously, it just this whole starting lineup is so good. I mean, I really think I think Tobias and Ben Simmons – could both be reserves in the all-star team. I think Embiid's no doubt starter in the all-star team at this point. So, I mean, we're looking at a possible three all-stars, uh, the Sixers on an all-star team. That's pretty insane. Yeah. And I mean, Seth Curry, he came back, didn't miss a beat. He shot the ball. Well, um, the T is starting to do some more things offensively. He's starting to find his groove, get more minutes, uh, big part of the rotation, shake Milton, um, you know, he kind of struggles. He's, like, been inconsistent this season from game to game. Uh, we've seen him have 30-point nights. We've seen him have, like, last night he shot 2 of 7, didn't do a whole lot. But uh, I'm still happy with the way Shake's been playing. Dwight Howard, just the way he rebounds coming off the bench, a solid backup big man. Furkan Korkmaz, I'm literally just reading down the list of the guys who played last night. Like, everyone has been playing well, and I'm happy with everyone. Tyrese Maxson's past couple games didn't have much of an impact, but he hasn't had to. I mean, we've seen what he can do, and his time will come later on in the season. He's only a rookie. He isn't asked to do too much, so I'm not really worried about him not getting involved. And it's just like everyone on the team, like I said, Furkan, he's been shooting the ball pretty well three or two of seven from three last night, but you know, he, he hit some pretty big ones to give us a swing of momentum. And I'm just happy with the way everyone's played. And I can't give enough credit to Doc Rivers and just the overall culture that's going on in this team. You can see just how much they trust each other and how much they enjoy playing together. Yeah. And I think everybody on this roster fits our scheme. Like even the guys that are not playing, but if someone gets COVID or gets hurt, they'll be perfectly fine in the rotation. Like Tony Bradley, I think, will be fine in the rotation. Ferguson, we haven't really seen him at all. But Isaiah Joe, I think he'll be fine in the rotation. Paul Reed, you know, all these guys, I think they'll be fine in the rotation too. And then really the last thing I want to talk about with the Sixers, you know, and you just set, mentioned his name, Dwight Howard, 17 minutes last, last night, 12 rebounds. I uh, just, it, I am like smiling right now. This Sixers team is impressive. They're fun to watch and they can keep this up. You know, we play the Pistons tonight. I think that should be a win. You know, we could go two and a half up in the Eastern Conference. And who knows, if we can get a couple more wins stranded together, we could run away with the Eastern Conference. I mean, it's going to be really hard, but, you know, it could happen. Yeah, Dwight Howard averaging 16 rebounds per 36 minutes. It's incredible. Um, I feel like it's a, uh, a skill that gets overlooked a lot, rebounding, because you can lose games by just giving up too many offensive rebounds. And with Dwight Howard... Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid on the floor. That's not something the Sixers have to worry about too much. They out-rebounded the Celtics by 13 last night. 
they did turn the ball over a lot more again. And I talked about how uh, it was something that was starting to get a little bit better. It's been an issue for the team. They turned it over 19 times last night. But, Could you imagine you know, if we find a way to limit that? And I mean, this, this game yeah. would be a blowout. It wouldn't have been yeah, close. I mean, the turnovers are really the only thing that needs work because the Sixers are getting to the free throw line at a very high rate thanks to Joel Embiid. Um, they're rebounding well, like I mentioned. They're shooting the ball well. 43% from three last night. And, you know, with guys like Seth Curry and Furkan Korkmaz coming back, they're going to continue to shoot the ball well. And, you know, it's just overall, they have a top five defense. I mean, the list goes on. The turnovers are the only one thing that the Sixers need to work on. But I'm really confident in this team. And I said it last episode, I'll say it again. I think they're on the same level as teams like Brooklyn and Milwaukee, where they're an Eastern Conference contender. They should, their expectation, like a hopeful expectation should be for them to make the finals. If not, they should want, they should uh, shoot for the Eastern Conference Championship. Yeah, and I think it's very realistic. I mean, I told you earlier, uh, this this could be the year. You know, I know it's early on. This could be the year that we make the finals. Eastern Conference still isn't that challenging yet, and who knows if Harden, Kyrie, Durant is going to work. I think it will end up working in the long run, but it's not working yet. Uh, but the last thing I want to say, you know, with what you said with how Howard would is would be averaging 16 boards for 36 minutes, if Howard played 30, 33 minutes yesterday, he would have averaged 24 rebounds. You know, that's just on pace. <laughs> That's just a number for what he was on pace for yesterday. I mean, 24. I mean, just, it's incredible. You know, Doc Rivers, the whole the whole staff deserves credit right now for what this team is doing. Yeah, I mean, and Dwight, he's, it's not only defensively. He's getting offensive rebounds, too, and creating putback chances and scoring points for the Sixers. Uh, so he's a great defender um, protecting the rim in Embiid's absence. And, you know, he's doing stuff on the offensive end, too, catching lobs, getting putbacks, but... Let's talk about the Celtics for a little bit because uh, Jalen Brown, he was on fire. Uh, the second 40-point performance from him, it was basically these past two games have been Joel Embiid versus Jalen Brown. Who can outscore the other one? Yeah, and Brown ended with 42 points, nine rebounds. He shot 16 of 28, five of eight from three. Uh, he's becoming a problem. You know, without Tatum, he can produce. And, you know, it's just, it's still a question with the Celtics is what they can do at the deadline. They're not a conference finals contender, I think, if they don't have a big. I know we said that in the last podcast, but they just they don't have one. You know, Tristan Thompson had four points and only five rebounds as a center in this game in twenty six minutes. But it it just it, it just begs the question, what can the Celtics do? Because there's not many big men on the market that can really make you a contender. So I I'm starting to count out the Celtics right now because they just they have a big void to fill and their bench is not the best either they definitely don't have as much depth as the Sixers yeah I agree I mean they don't really have any wing depth at all like besides Jalen Brown Jason Tatum who granted are two great guys they don't have anyone who can really play on the wing and give them quality minutes there um and center it's just a huge hole for them they're never going to be able to beat the Sixers in a seven game series and Bede will eat it'll be barbecue for him in the post all day with Daniel Tyson Tristan Thompson guarding him yeah. All right. Well, that's going to end this one. You know, Sixers play the Pistons tonight. And I, <laughs> I commented on one of the Sixers posts saying blowout incoming and a Pistons fan was getting a little mad. And I told, I made a deal saying that I will buy a Pistons jersey if the Pistons win tonight. So yeah, that's so, just how confident I am that the Pistons will lose because they're three and 12. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we don't see you wearing uh, Jeremy Grant <laughs> Pistons jersey in a no, I'm gonna couple Griffin. weeks time. but. But, um, you know, that's it for today. And 
hopefully we'll be back tonight with a recap of the Sixers win against the Pistons. And thank you for listening to this one. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much.